Hello, peoples. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Jumbo Room. And I'm still your girl, Candice Jumbo. Yep. How have you been since the last podcast? Yeah. Life throws its ups and downs at us, but mm, still, we move. <laughs> so yeah, welcome again. And uh, today, I just, I just felt like talking about something that really got me disturbed during the week that's last week so as usual i come online for my daily dose of news of nigerian news and then i came across the news that there's this gospel singer he was robbed and shot in the process and was taken to the hospital but he wasn't treated and the reason is because they asked for a police report first before he could be treated and then for every hospital they went to i think three hospitals he was rejected saying oh they need a police report first and all that and then while they were trying to get the police report and all that he passed on he died so that means there is a very very high possibility that he would have still been alive today if he was treated as a, when he was taken to the hospital. So we could also say the doctors killed him. Yeah, that's it. That's how I see it. The doctors killed him. The hospital killed him. Because, like, <laughs> it's very sad that we have to go through this type of things as Nigerians. So years ago, when I was still in school, when I say years ago, it's almost like it's so long ago. Some years ago, while I was still in school, I always attend the induction ceremony of um, medical students when they graduate. And I listen to the Hippocratic Oath they take. And now, if I can remember clearly, there's a part of the oath that says, I will respect the privacy of my patients, for their problems are not disclosed to me that the world may know. Most especially must I tread with care in matters of life and death. If it is given me to save a life, all thanks, but it may also be within my power to take a life. This awesome responsibility must be faced with great humbleness and awareness of my own frailty. Above all, I must not play God. I will remember that I do not treat a fever chart, a cancerous growth, but a sick human being whose illness may affect the person's family and economic stability. My responsibility includes these related problems if I am to care adequately for the sick. So if you take an oath that human life comes first, And knowing that you're also human and you could also go at any time. Why be so, you know, like, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Because it's really, really sad and it pained me all week long. And I've been thinking seriously about it. So I called a doctor friend of mine. And he said, oh, that that law has been, that is actually constitutional. But it has been changed or abolished you know and i'm like okay since it has been changed some years ago why are 
hospitals still insisting that oh for gunshot wounds uh you have to get a police report yeah even though it's an arm robber at least stabilize the person first that first aid you give to the person could go a long way in saving the person's life while you run around for the, the family or whoever brought him runs around for, around for the police reports no i'm not saying or maybe their fear is some of them are actually robbers and then you try to treat them and they get well and they escape from the hospital before they finish their treatment so you lose on several sides so nobody pays you one and um you let a criminal back into the society i get it maybe that's one of the fear but when you're faced with a challenge what do you do you look for solutions and the solution is not letting people die last i checked what happens is saying okay so gunshot wound yeah we're gonna stabilize you we're gonna at least the first aid that's needed we're gonna administer but while doing this we're going to invite the police to make sure that this person is not a criminal and they're on your sick bed while you're maybe in your oxygen mask or whatever the police comes in to make sure that okay this person has no criminal record or whatever it's just a victim of circumstance and if actually the person is a criminal then they do what police do you know but like m- making families go through hell making people cry because you need a police report and then you see innocent people women men die just because they didn't present a paper <laughs> a paper a police report it it sounds really weird to me. I don't know if that's how it's done in other countries, but here it's crazy. And since my friend said, oh, they've abolished that law, is it that it did not reach all the hospitals in Nigeria? Like, what is going on? It's crazy. It's crazy because every day you see news like this, your heart gets broken, you type RIP, you feel bad, and then everybody moves on, and then it happens again, and the process keeps repeating itself every single time. And the funny part is, the scary part, it's not funny, the scary part is, nobody knows when it's going to be so close to home. You don't know when it's going to hit home. Every day we're up and about. We're always on the road. We have work to do. We have our markets to go to. You have your leisure to go find. You're not getting all of that in your house. You have to go out. Some, it's so crazy. Even these days in Nigeria, even in your house, you get robbed. You don't even have to step out for trouble to come and find you. You get. So it's really scary because nobody knows what could happen the next minute. Nobody knows who's the next victim. And then we just say, R.I.P., R.I.P. It could be your father, man, <laughs> the next time. It could be your brother. It could be your mom. It could be your cousin. It could be, it could be you. It could be me. It could be any of us next. And they're in pain being rushed from one hospital to the other and they keep saying oh bring a police report first before we'll touch him and processes here in nigeria is so slow before you go to the police station before they will not answer you before they will not give you the police report before you not come back to the hospital like this is a life we're talking about 
life taking cannot be given again that's the end of that person that's the end of that person's dreams that's the end of that person's aspirations that's the end of that person's legacy if any that is the end of that life and it's sad that our medical system is either so corrupt I don't know if it's corruption or just disorganization. I really don't know what to call it. Or just poor management. I don't know. It's so sad that they are that bad. And they look on to human life as just another statistics, you know. You just be counted amongst the numbers. But by then the person is long gone. It's really scary and sad. A colleague of mine earlier this year on the 6th of January lost her husband. Why? He was on his way back from work. I think around 8 in the evening and he had an accident. He was rushed to the hospital but he was rejected. Nine different hospitals later. and then he gave up he died he was taken to the first hospital some minutes past 8 but he died by 6:30 a.m. the next day that's a whole give or take 10 hours difference he held on for his life He fought for his life for 10 hours after a devastating accident. But like people say, Nigeria failed him. The medical institution failed him. And that's a far cry. That's that's the opposite of what these doctors, these medical practitioners say. when they take their hippocratic oath i just felt i should bring this to the limelight but because it's sad it's painful and it's scary it's really scary because i don't know i don't know who is going to be next we don't know who is going to be next and it's such a painful thing to know that after everything you died because you were neglected that person died because he was neglected it's sad it's really really sad i just hope that the appropriate bodies or whatever institutions would would try to make things better would try to look into this because every single day that passes in nigeria the value for lives is taken away keeps disappearing keeps diminishing there is no value for life there is no value for life and it's sad it's really really sad i love nigeria <laughs> but from what i see from what i notice it seems nigeria doesn't love me nigeria doesn't love me love is meant to be expressed yeah and i express that yeah i'm low abiding 
to the best of my abilities. I, I wish, I wish the best for my country. I'm patriotic. But every day, every single day, the country sort of proves to me that I don't love you. <laughs> I really don't care. Why should I love you out of the 200 million persons I carry? Why just you? Because the country keeps messing with us every single day and it's sad. But then, that's why we have God, right? <laughs> I've put my life in God's hands and we all should. He'll help us and Nigeria will get great once again. Peace.